Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Actors Guide. Well, today I have a very special guest because she's a friend, but also more so really because she is going to be able to provide some really well-needed information for those struggling actors out there, for people out there who just feel like that maybe the pressures of this current society and current uh, whatever you're doing in your careers, and most likely you're in the entertainment arts, uh, that that you just need some perspective. You need a way to learn how to to kind of get your 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 head around some of these things that might bog you down. Well, we've got somebody who's a professional at life coaching and helping especially specifically actors in this regard. But what she did earlier in her career, and even currently, because this is how I personally know her, is she's a theater actor and a singer, and a fabulous singer at that. So I want to introduce you right now to Robin Stege. Hey, Robin, how you doing? Good morning. Doing great, and so good to be with you. Oh, boy, this is going to be a treat. I, 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 I talked to you before the show, and I was letting you know how important it was going to be for us to talk about your life coaching tips, uh, the emotional intelligence uh, the angle of your life coaching that you use, and, and we're going to talk later about this. But I have to, first of all, because we I know how important a musical theater or theater background is to our audience. Audience, uh, I know that that is something that you you got you know your start in, and you also have a connection to musical theater through your family and godmother. Let's start though with your career. How did you get your start in the in theater? You know, Anne, it really has a lot to do with my godmother and my own mom and my grandmother, to be perfectly honest. My grandmother was a Ziegfeld Follies girl, and oh. my my maternal grandmother and my mom was an opera singer and her best friend was Mary Costa, right. um, who of course, you know, is, uh, Walt Disney's original Sleeping Beauty. Yep. For me, that as a young girl, that is how I was introduced to it. My first show was at 17, uh, The King and I in high school, and very, very small part in that. But my whole life growing up to that age was all about music, wow. every kind of music. Yeah. And so um, my, fir my first, so that's at 17. After 17, then I began singing um, all over the place, you know, cover bands and things like that and uh, singing profession, you know, that. Sure, we all do that, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> in, you know, um, those hotels and things like that. Yeah. But honestly, my musical theater career really took off um, 30 years ago, yeah. um, over 30 years ago. And I started working 
uh, in community theater, um, but at that same time working with people who were actually doing community theater that were professional actors, right. and so really had the best of both worlds, which, you know, doing, I, I did a couple of shows with you also, which was really wonderful. Well, we had a That's blast. I, I think we my, did, sis, uh, not Sister Act, we did uh, Sound of we Music. We did Sound, sound of Music. Yes. I keep thinking there was something else, but, and I won an award. For that show, you Anne, did that you were in. Yes, I won an award for that as the Reverend Mother. Anyway, yeah. But you know, I did want to say that yeah. a lot leading up to that was really um, I was singing yeah. professionally on the radio every Sunday oh. um, for my church, and then I was doing voiceover commercials yeah. for English Language Institute, which was all over the world. But then strictly just musical theater after right. that. Right. And so, well, you just said that you won an award for the for Sound of Music, uh, you know, playing the Reverend Mother that, that we did together, which I am so mm-hmm. thrilled to hear. Uh, but would that be your most memorable role or, or do you have? A- actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, my most memorable role um was when a director took a chance on me and gave me the part of playing Sally Durant Plummer. Oh, I bet. Oh, my. It changed. It, it changed my wow. life. I, you know, you go into these things not knowing. I, mm-hmm. I did win an award for Sally Durant. Yeah. I don't go into it for that. That was just yeah. the icing on the cake. But yeah. she yeah. is an incredible yeah that oh, is huge that's a, that is a bucket list type of role for uh for an actress uh by the way do you dance are you a dancer back yeah i don't really dance anymore uh-huh. but i yes i was back then and i was a very full-figured person i'm, <laughs> I'm not that anymore i'm 128 pounds lighter than i was but no. um back then i tap danced my way it didn't wow. matter how how chubby I was, but oh. Sally Durant gave me that chance to do it. And so, yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so awesome. Yeah. When I hear somebody say, this is a role I played, I did it well, I won an award. I'm like, oh, I got to know, are you a dancer? You know, I talk a lot on the show uh, about uh, to parents and I say, listen, th- you know, a lot of parents say, get my kid in into acting, get my kid into into singing. I say, get them into dance class. That is such an important thing for them because, you know, acting and dan- and, and, and singing is going to come and grant it. Yes, we need some training, but that dancing so important early on. And so did you have dance lessons when you were a kid? When I was small, I did. Mm-hmm. And the lucky thing was, you know, my mother was also um, a dancer and we and so it, oh, it came yeah. very it came very natural to me. Um, and your mom was you know, an opera singer, right? Just like your my godmother. Mother, mm-hmm. Yes, my my mother um, and Mary were best friends in high school. They were both opera singers. My mother did uh, large scale type opera shows, wow. not not like La Boheme and those, but they were big choir things. And and she did a, she did records. She made records right. back then. Well, of course. Um, and then Mary yeah. went the Mary went the other way of yeah. you know uh, movies, but. Yeah. Yes, she was. And so then your mom, of course, like you said, totally influenced you. Of course, a mom would, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but you knew your godmother, Mary Costa. I mean, again, yes. famous. Uh, certainly, oh my goodness, come on, the, the voice of Sleeping Beauty. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, how did she personally, directly influence you? You know, Mary always was... Um, lovely and kind and made you feel she knew I could sing even as a little girl but um Mary's incredible talent Mm -hmm. the way she was the elegance her her 
incredible soprano voice. I mean, she just influenced me. My mother took me to see the last movie that she made, um, a midnight showing. I think I was maybe 11 or 12. And, um, I saw her on the big screen and I thought, you know what? I can do this, whatever, at that time, you know? And so, yes, she is, of course, she's 92 now. Um, she, um, the unbelievable moment very quickly when my daughter worked at Disney, Mary came for the 50th anniversary. My daughter was the one who took care of Mary, uh, did her hair and because that's what my daughter does. And, uh, for Disney and she introduced herself as, the granddaughter of my mother who was uh and mary said oh my gosh you're you're robin's daughter and i and she said yes and so that was just (sighs) that what to talk about a full circle moment and here's my daughter in movie you know what i'm saying so mary was very yeah yeah, very influential well so she would be your daughter's great godmother (laughs) yes she is yes she is i love that yeah it was it was just a lovely circle moment and Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and and I, I you know, I, w- I didn't mean to ask this question, but I've got to because of who Mary Costa is and mm. and was, of course. Uh, did w- did you ever have an opportunity to 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 work for Disney as a vocalist, or did she ever want to try to maybe draw you into her world? You know, the thing was. No, she didn't, because Mary went a whole different way in oh. the entertainment field after she did Disney, because oh. she did movies, then she did concerts, and she right. was all over the world. But here's the deal. I did um, get an opportunity um, to come in to Disney uh, and audition for Mrs. Claus, who I always wanted to play. Oh. I went into an audition with 350 people, and I ca- it came down to the bottom three, and I was one of the bottom oh. three. I, they, my, my daughter was there when it happened. She was actually still working for Disney, and at that time, they chose us. But you know, the other woman yeah. who is retiring never retired. She said, I don't want to retire. Oh. So all three of us who could and would have been playing her, yep. we did not get the job. That's fascinating. <laughs> and you know what? At least you didn't lose the job. You just the the, the original right. uh, the original Mrs. Claus stayed on. That's you stayed. know, and that leads uh, to another question I wanted to ask you. You know, you just said you auditioned for Disney, and you and you did very well. You got into the top mm-hmm. three. What about other auditioning experiences? I'm sure you've auditioned many times for many shows. Is there a particular audition and a, maybe a story, an experience that sticks out for you that you could share with us that that would maybe help us? I'm gonna. I do have one that's very positive and one that's negative that I do want to say. Okay. You know, my my most positive one was when I was auditioning with Dale Christian and Dale. I think you know played. Oh yes. You know Christine Daae for mm-hmm. a million years, and I did some shows with her, and she wanted to hear my soprano end of my voice, and I ended up working with her for a couple of shows, and uh-huh. it was just a wonderful audition process. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Most all of them have been. Even when I haven't gotten the job, I've always done. I've always done. Felt really well in the audition but I had one that happened that I did want to say that maybe some of your listeners will will take a you know will take something from and I was auditioning for Chicago for um, the warden for mama and was having a great audition and my hair got caught in my mouth and and I I just went on with it my voice was not taken back by because there was hair in my Uh mouth but I I just needed to keep going it was very important but the AD on the audition Uh uh started laughing out loud 
very, very loud. No. And of course, it was very distracting. It was very sad. Um, I had gotten, they had told me they were pretty sure in the callback that I would have the job. And no. then they went with somebody else who was a friend of somebody and they no, got the course, job. But what course. happened, but what happened for mm -hmm. me, and that was okay. Yeah. But what happened for me was, is it stopped me. Mm -hmm. from auditioning mm. for a few a couple of years mm. because it it made me when a director does something like that mm. you know every yep. director should make everybody that auditions yep. feel like they're yep. important at that moment That's right. and when you do something like that it is gutting oh sure you know sure. and it was very loud and everybody turned around and it didn't affect my audition but mm. it made her do, and it was it, it stopped me yeah. and I just stopped auditioning yeah. and I just only took things that directors called me for. After well, that. And, and if you're in a position where you can do that, I know we have a lot of young actors that listen to the show and parents of young actors. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you don't have that privilege, you know, to, to just wait for the phone to right. ring. But, uh, but I will tell you that, that you have uh, to keep going. You do have to keep going. And, yep. you know, we talk about the fourth wall, you know, just, just that's blocking right. it out. And that's not always possible and so when when the when the uh, uh, ad starts bursting out laughing at something you're doing when it's not supposed to be comical uh i can see why that would be distracting i mean we're just we're just humans uh you know i i was auditioning one time and i was wearing a long skirt and my heel got caught in the skirt and i it mm. literally ripped off my body and i oh. mean so what i did was because i was an improv actor i turned it into a comedy and even though i look back and i just my, my face turns read when I think about it it turned yeah. out to be a positive experience because I turned it into comedy but I will tell you that um yeah these are things you don't forget but you can use them right so I'm telling the I audience did. you I know yeah. yep you've got to use it and remember uh so that yeah I get that and and you you do have to remember that fourth wall guys and uh but at the same time remember don't beat yourself up don't beat yourself up and these that things are going to happen that was it. And everybody that was there, the the beautiful professional girl who was playing Velma, um, she just said, I am so sorry that that oh, happened. Yeah. But, you know, it did affect me for a moment. Sure. Um, and it was, you know, not a long moment. And I just kept going. Right. right. I would not have had these incredible jobs that I've had had I because I have had That's to audition. Right. But for a couple of years, I, I it, it was a yeah. tough moment. And, and anyway. you're going to and well, and I wanted to say one more thing, too, because I think I've mentioned this before on the show because I did a whole I did a whole masterclass on auditioning. But. But I want to remind everybody, too, there are going to be times when you're going to have the, 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 the casting director is going to be sitting there eating a sandwich or picking their nose. And that's why we, we, do our, we do our songs and our monologues over their heads, try not to look at them. But I will tell you, you know, it's just going to happen. And, and boy, I yeah. just, I'm glad, though, that you made it through because I know for a fact it was after that that you and I have worked together and you won awards after that. And, and we've been just had such a yeah. glorious time. In fact, just to let the audience know everybody knows about my my movie uh, or my stage production lime in the musical and robin was in that show and she was amazing and so <laughs> you know i tell you what and the world is small isn't it robin you keep working with the same yes. people over and over and you just can't you know you just gotta you know make sure you preserve those relationships that's why i was so glad i got to and, and, have you on the show oh. <laughs> one i just so sorry to interrupt no oh, no to tell you a full circle okay and i just did a short film uh -huh. with the person who was the ad she was the ad <gasps> on this short film that oh, i just did and funny. you know i preserved that relationship See? for sure yep but 
one of the reasons why even my life coaching even got more incredibly important was for me to work through because it wasn't just a little laugh. It was very loud and everybody, every person who was there. So, you know, it was that, you know, so, but I just finished doing a short, a short film with her. So anyway, that, and, and, you know, you just mentioned, you mentioned the next word that we were going to get right into this life coaching because see all those experiences they led to this desire of yours to to help others when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so I want to ask you what, what it was, what day did you decide to become a life coach? Mm-hmm. And how did how did you get your start and translate this into into the, the entertainment right. business? Mm-hmm. To try to make it um as succinct as possible mm-hmm. uh when i was 30 years old um little younger than that i i knew that i had issues from my childhood and mm. and i i'm all really okay with talking about them okay. um i sustained a lot of um physical and sexual abuse as a young as a very young girl mm. and i knew at some point in my life as i was getting older and older that i knew that they were affecting me i just didn't know what to do about it yeah. so finally um even though i was doing you know singing professionally on the radio and doing all that um there was a time in my life where things just stopped and i wasn't able to function and i mm. i got better i went i got help Mm-hmm. and real tools coping understanding and from that time forward mm-hmm. my life propelled into the whole idea of understanding counseling and life coaching mm-hmm. and wow. so i then started leading facilitating um uh, groups of, of people who had lots of abuse in their life and i started studying and um, yeah, this was about 28 years ago wasn't it you told me it's been almost three yes. decades yeah yes Wow. And and so what happened was when I got emotionally intelligent and self-aware mm. and not afraid anymore of what happened in my past yeah. and began embracing that little girl and all of that, I understood all so many of my friends had mm. so much in their own past and yeah. they weren't making it in their careers. They were being held back right. by drinking, drug abuse, uh, trying to get jobs in TV and film. And, um, you know, and then once I just decided I was going to try to, you know, I was helping people and I said, okay, I need to do this professionally. Mm-hmm. So that's when I studied. And um, so that life coaching for me, propelled my career in a, a huge way mm. and when people that the few people that I was working with their careers started changing wow. and turning around when they started dealing with things from their past sure. and it's not just method acting mm-hmm. it's 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 really about understanding what your past is so you can actually bring an emotion to it but not relive what you went through as a kid I was just going to ask that because I I study and te- uh, studied and teach method mm-hmm. acting and we do mm-hmm. use our past experiences but mm-hmm. that is really tricky when something is very painful. So are you saying then that that, that you you teach or, or coach mm-hmm. your clients into mm-hmm. containing that or at least healing to a degree, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not being not just just blocking it so that it can be used, but in a in a, you know, in a safe way? Right, because when we block it, just really quickly, mm-hmm. um, I have a new a new student who's at the Actors Studio in New York, um, a, a new life coaching person, and um, and he's young, and he's uh, he's actually anyway, it's an amazing story. But you know, I told him when you block what's happened. Mm-hmm. 
you block the idea of what your character might need to feel. Sure. So we need to understand right. what happened and talk through it, get to a place where we understand it's not our fault. And, and then we can actually love and look at a character and we can actually mm -hmm. become that character with yeah. the understanding that we're safe. So there are a lot of, mm -hmm. lot of safety mm -hmm. issues. People in there, I just finished with somebody who is, um, not to name drop, but someone who worked very closely with Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, in order for this person to go forward, had to get rid, had to really rid themselves of mm -hmm. old feelings and things and thoughts. So we had to work through it. This person now is on their own and doing their own music. But, mm -hmm. you know, the reason why I say Justin is because, you know, that is a huge platform to be on and you can get lost. Well, what is the, uh, so are you talking, I mean, because you, you, you say of your life coaching that you, you base mm -hmm. it on emotional intelligence. Is that what you're yes. talking about? Is that, is that that emotional mm -hmm. Yes, emotional intelligence really has a lot to do. It's it's such a, a cliche. You know, everyone says EI now, emotional oh, intelligence. No. Okay. I, I do use it in the corporate world if I go to speak at a corporate, you know, to talk to corporate people. Okay. But the thing is really about being self-aware, understanding that you emotional intelligence is to be able to see other people for who they are too, not to judge them. Emotional intelligence is just that. Are you intelligent mm -hmm. about your own emotions? Right. Do you know you have them? And if you do and you don't have them, you don't know what they are, then let's figure out what they are. And that's really mm -hmm. self, I use the word self-awareness a lot. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness really can propel us to a place that we would never be if we never became aware of really getting through our past or what we're going through now, having the tools to cope. And that's what yeah. I teach. Yeah, yeah, this is great. So uh, obviously then, and, and am I right to say that that you you focus your your life coaching on on those that are in the entertainment industry? Or, or is it just, you said that you go to businesses. So is this just a general thing that you do? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Well, if somebody it's oh no it's yeah it doesn't matter what industry okay um that's why you know speaking to corporate uh going into like a bunch of executives you know uh -huh. and they're not their teams not building up well we can do team things but really it has a lot to do with understanding what it means to be self-aware and ver to be perfectly honest and in my teaching i help people understand people are very resistant to being self-aware mm, oh yes um, in my oh, in my yes. clientele mm -hmm. i do have a lot of people that have you know um have had some very serious issues most mm -hmm. of the people that i do see to be honest have been through mainstream uh counseling like marriage and family and you know for them it just didn't work and so i end up seeing a lot of people from the industry you know um yeah. because they, yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, this is very fascinating because, you know, I, as an acting teacher, I've been teaching in the university system for like 20 years yes. and my students will come in and they'll be acting majors and, and, you know, some will just be brilliant. They'll just be brilliant. I'm like, I can't teach you anything. You just keep doing what you're doing. I don't want to mess right. with your system. Right. <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, right. just give me your monologue and then get out. And then the others I'll have uh, students and I'll think, you know, it took me a while to, to figure it out because I'm a method actor and I'm a method teaching, uh, you know, I met a method teacher. And I'll be like, you know, you've got walls up, dude, you've got walls up. Mm. And so that's probably something of uh, an actor that, that could benefit from yes. you because breaking those walls down and self-awareness, you know, seeing yourself, putting the mirror up, seeing who you really are, all the ugliness, and then getting past the pain. 
uh, you can yeah. probably be a better actor. I guess so, right? Oh, no, one, one, 100% because, you know, when you go into audition, I know that our time is almost up. But, no, um, no, keep going. When we, when, when we go into audition and a director's trying to direct you in a character mm-hmm. and ask you to play a different way right. and you just can't seem to find it, right. a lot of it is, is because you're just not self-aware. Right. You're not aware of what you haven't dealt with your stuff. And it's, you know, anyone could say, well, you just go in and, and talk angry. Just be mad. Well, it doesn't, <laughs> if it's not, if it's not real, right. if it's not coming for a, from a play. And so life coaching for me mm-hmm. with, you know, I'll, I'll get an actor that I have had in life coaching and she'll say I just got a side or he'll say that I just got a side of an audition I need to do it it's a cold read but you know I can't and I'll say oh let's talk about the fact that you really haven't dealt with you know the situation with your dad right. and like, what are you talking about let's talk 10 minutes and then let's look at the side right. and then oh okay I get it I can use that but I can't be you know I yeah. I can't be hiding actors hide well and i was also going to say sometimes there's two things i've noticed is that and and you'll just tell me if i'm right about this but i've noticed that a lot of really great actors uh are not necessarily people that i'd want to be around but when they're Mm -hmm. on stage they're that 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 the fact that they're getting to Mm -hmm. just uh kind of purge through another character you know getting Mm -hmm. to to just kind of let let go within a character as opposed to just doing that in real life uh i see that and also i notice that comedic actors have a tendency to not want or be able to play dramatic because comedy is a is a healing mechanism and a lot of co- great comedic actors don't do well with with drama because they don't want to go there is it do you notice that in your in your clients yes i, I will give you a big example of um the most beloved man uh robin williams oh yes and robin williams was uh, mm-hmm. absolutely a dramatic actor yeah. and a brilliant comedian. Yep. But Robin spent a lot of time working on his issues, right? right? His mental health issues. Right. Um, he was a lovely person to be around, yeah. but he had a, he had a, you know, a, and then you look at who was absolutely stunning. He was always working on his, mm. on his issues and he had yes. both that he could do. Then you look at somebody like a Christian Slater. Oh, yeah. Christian Slater is a lovely man. And I only know that because my daughter's worked with him, okay. but Christian Slater can be, both sides right he can be this incredible he can also you know and then you'll look at somebody he so he can play both right he's dealt with a lot then you'll look at somebody like a Joaquin Phoenix Um, and I hope it's all right that I'm using examples I love Um, it I love it because we know these people we know them right Joaquin Mm -hmm. Joaquin is difficult Mm -hmm. right he's very difficult yeah Yeah. Um, his his uh, uh, method is difficult and yet stunning and yet very difficult to be around and I believe he's I was gonna say I think he's the kind of guy though that uses theater that uses his roles Mm -hmm. to be able to heal because I don't think that he's healing outside of roles outside of his work and i don't know that for sure i just know that he seems to be a difficult mm. person in real life from from the people i know who've worked with him you know right that's the deal right and yeah. you think to yourself i'd want to say straight to his face if i had the chance yeah joaquin i get you i understand yeah. you saw your brother die on oh, the streets yeah. of los oh, angeles yeah. so how you know how do you deal with this yeah. so that's you know yeah. that's why life coaching um yeah. you know i have traveled with um some people to be a life coach while they're working yeah. um uh, and so sometimes they do need that support yeah. but um it is really my life's uh 
even though I'm about to embark on the most incredible journey of my life, I've been asked to do a one-woman cabaret. I'm, wow. I'm scared to death. If oh. there's a date, I have a backer who came to me and said, you you know, I said, oh, I'd love to do it, but there's no money. And this oh. person said, oh, yeah, there's money. So <gasps> that's awesome. It's all, it's all coming together. Oh. Um, next May 19th through the 21st, the venue will be in place, hopefully, by September 21st. Well, we will advertise it on, on our podcast and even oh, on honey, our social media. Wonderful. Oh, we certainly will. And I mean, this is that's so exciting. And because we only have a couple minutes left, I, I do. Know, I, I, I want to tease. I want to tease the audience now. I've been talking about doing a master class where we use examples from what you might experience in an audience audition or just in your career Mm. on stage in rehearsals and where we Mm. can use robin's knowledge and how she can use whatever is our creating a wall for us and try to help us and maybe what we can do is uh i don't know i may even have the audience uh write in uh their questions for you robin but we're gonna Mm. do i've already talked to robin she's willing to do a master class and this is what we're gonna do you'll it'll be coming up so go ahead everybody you know my email address i tell you all the time and at ajbprods.com and just send me your questions but meantime i'm going to be working on Robin uh, uh, for 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 this master class and one last question for you uh, let's say that one of our our uh, listeners wants to be your client how do they get in contact with you you know they can really just hit me up on Instagram at uh, at Robin Stege okay S T E E G E uh huh mm-hmm. at Robin Stege R O B I N R-O-B-I-N-S-T-E-E-G-E. And I'm sorry, but for mm-hmm. decades, I've called you Steggy. So now I'm learning for the That's first correct. time, guys, it's Steggy. <laughs> well, you All know, right, Ann, I love you. Robin, I love you too. And I tell you what, uh, I want to also, uh, uh, you know, ask you one more thing. I know you're doing the one woman show. Is there anything else you're doing now in theater? Or are you just, are you really setting yourself up for that big show coming in May? I, right. Because I just closed okay. with a long run of In the Heights. Wow. And I'm... I'm yes. Okay. So right now, just writing a show. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that if there if there was something in SoCal that somebody could come see you in right now. But listen, we're going to be you know be promoting that one woman show. I cannot wait. And hey, hang on the line one second, Robin. I'm going to close the show out right now. But guys, this has been Robin Stagey, and I'm going to have all the links on this podcast. So don't worry if you didn't catch uh, you know her Instagram uh, uh, call sign or whatever we call that. I will definitely have that on this podcast. And guys, don't forget, we are on all of the podcast networks. Make sure you tell your friends and make sure that everybody knows that this has been The Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston-Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.